Join me as I highlight small businesses in the craft industry with interviews on-site at distilleries, breweries, and more. This podcast is all about getting to know the people behind the craft, celebrating their hard work, and of course, having a few samples along the way. Welcome to Crafted Conversations. In this episode, I traveled to northern Pennsylvania to visit the Keir Family Distillery located in the small town of Warren Center. The distillery sits on a farm just five miles south of the New York-Pennsylvania state border and is only about an hour from where I drill for the National Guard. I had the pleasure of speaking to the owner and distiller, Sam Keir, and learned all about his business and the trials and tribulations of starting a small craft distillery. Sam and his wife, Jen, have built a cozy tasting room in an 1890s barn that has been in Sam's family since the 1930s. Part of this conversation, Sam took me on a tour of the entire space, as well as the old original still in the backwoods of the farm where he began his distillation journey, much to the anxiety of the ATF. But now he's proudly making whiskey in his brand new 50-gallon still in the basement of the barn. The Keir family is brand new to the game of distilling, and they're refreshingly humble about their operation, really have an awesome outlook on the future of their process, and I can't wait to see where they go from here. I truly appreciate Sam and Jen for their hospitality and look forward to visiting again soon. If you enjoyed this episode and others we've done, I'd appreciate it if you'd follow us on social media and also be sure to follow us on your preferred podcast platform and leave a rating and review. We currently stream on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and others. And soon we'll be doing a full video format show, so stay tuned. All right, let's get the episode. Cheers. Sam here at the Kier Family Distillery. Uh, thanks for having me. I've been here uh, once before, and uh, you get, showed me around the place. It was a great time. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Thanks for coming out. Of course. So, first of all, just tell me about yourself. How did how did you get into distilling? How did you get here? Well, it was a hobby, you know, <laughs> forever and ever, like uh, how most people get started, I guess. Well, my little brother, he likes to make stills. He always has. <laughs> So I ended up with these stills and actually he, uh, he needed to get out of the city for a while. So he, uh, he wanted to live out in the woods over here. So I said, okay, you know, knock yourself out. I got an old barn that needs to be torn down. So come over and tear it down and, and, uh, you can live out there. And he did, he lived out in the woods, made some little shacks. And and one of the little shacks he made was a nice little two story and had the, the water from the the spring, the old spring, uh, coming off the mountain, going to it. And he, he thought, boy, this would be a perfect spot to make, uh, set up a little distillery out here. He, uh, he, he, after he got the building built, he rigged up, rigged up a welder, made a portable with a generator. He wired it right in and used an old Lincoln, uh, had a bunch of stainless steel and he proceeded to make some, some stills. Uh, one of them was 200 gallon. Wow. The, the stripping still, 200 gallons, and then a, a 50 gallon uh, uh, finishing still. So yeah, uh, so we're you know working on stuff over there. But anyway, uh, so we had this this nice setup. So we're, we're thinking, you know what? Maybe, maybe uh, I guess I better get some permits here because you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, suspicious helicopters and stuff flying over. There. <laughs> <laughs> so we got our we got our paperwork and and. Uh, and then we're like, okay, well, how can I get my money back for, for getting, uh, don't want to go on this far. Right. How can you make money off this? Right. So we, I did a lot of research and, uh, it boiled down to, uh, 
uh, I needed to get a uh, make a tasting room. Yeah. And uh, we're actually sitting in the tasting room right now. Yeah. It's the old uh, our old barn from uh, 18, 1890. It was built, and it's a you know third generation family farm. Cool. Yeah, this is the old garage part here that we're sitting in. Uh, that we made into uh, a tasting room. So we're still hanging out here. Used to hang out here a lot, working on motors. and Sure. Now I'm hanging out here. Drinking whiskey. <laughs> drinking whiskey with the customers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool aesthetic. I mean, I know there's more of the barn, but even just this little tasting room right here with the bar, uh, it's 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 neat that it has this history and has a personal connection to you too. Is yeah. that, Does that make it more fun for you because you're, you're in your barn? It does. It does. Uh, you know, we moved away to Arizona for about eight years or so. And, uh, um, I'll tell you, there's nothing like getting back home and, yeah. uh, getting back to your roots and fixing the, uh, the old place up where you grew up. Right. Cause you know, we spent a lot of time here in this barn as kids and, uh, it's just uh, yeah, great feeling fixing it up. That's cool. Making That's... it, making it work again, do something. Yeah. Well, Hey, <laughs> it's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good excuse to start a distillery. <laughs> right. Were you right. always a whiskey guy or did you, uh, did your, you and your brother just kind of fall into it and say, you know, let's try to make it. And then you fell in love with it after. Uh, I wasn't always a whiskey guy. Um, boy, I think when I was younger, I actually liked like the thick beers like Guinness mm. and some of the, some of the, you know, the nice dark stuff. Oh yeah. And then I, after that, I really liked the, uh, the IPAs, big fan of the IPAs. Sure. And uh, I always, I've always been tinkering around with making beers and wines since I was young. And uh, so it's, you know, it's not something that's new to me. Right. And my taste for whiskey, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, hanging out with friends and stuff around the campfire. I never turned it. I was never a huge connoisseur or anything like that. I really knew didn't really know what I was drinking for the most part. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now I just I just drink my own stuff that I make myself. Right. Yeah. Because uh, it's readily available. <laughs> it's readily available, and yeah, of course. And it tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's one of my favorite parts about doing this is, uh, you know, coming to find these smaller operations that, you know, aren't, aren't very well known. And I found you just by Googling around because I'm up in this part of Pennsylvania. Yeah. One week in a month with the uh, National Guard. And I thought, hey, maybe I'll, I'll hit some of these places up. And I found Kier Family Distilling. And, you know, it's like, oh, this is this. This looks right at my speed. I like talking to people who are just small, little cool operation that's doing a little thing. And it's got family in the name so it must be cool <laughs> and I, I show up and you have this awesome this history this barn it's whiskey that's really good and it's you know something about that that you know that small tlc you know terroir that you're really working on here <laughs> and uh I, I, do you think that plays into it that you're, you're this you know uh, rough you know uh, ragtag small operation that has a great product that the community just eats up and loves is that part of it i think it is uh, I think because uh, when when people ha make a connection uh, with the owners uh, and they get to know you, um, I don't know. I, I've recently discovered that things actually taste better uh, when you when you know the person that cooked it for you. Right. <laughs> and uh, I get a lot of comments uh, that it's you know the best whiskey they've ever tasted and stuff and. My small batches, I'm sure, has something to do with it. Uh, but, right. but I think it's, uh, I think a big thing is just having that uh, close customer relations, 
and everybody wants to meet the owner you know how that is of course <laughs> <laughs> well i mean somebody said too about you know accessibility by the owner right you're not going through a pr firm you're not a big corporation you're you're just the guy right. behind the bar and like yeah i made that yep and it's good yep i get a, a close close connection even if they've never been here before it they feel like they've had a, a good experience because they've uh talked to the the owners and i'll give them a tour or whatever yeah. personally you know sure no, that's awesome. How long have you been doing this? Well, it's just been just over a year since we've opened this the, the tasting room here. Okay. Yeah, and of course now we have uh, our operation down in the the basement. Yes. We turned into a, a nice, uh, uh, I call it my um, laboratory. I call it the laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good term though, because I mean, this is this is your space. You can do what you want. You can make things and experiment and whatever. Have you had it? Have you had fun with that? Is that part of the, the like, probably the best part of the job? The right? experimenting, yeah. I, I would get incredibly bored if there was <laughs> uh, if every experimentation was done. And uh, yeah, I I definitely need that. And I'm I am constantly trying new things. And sure. And uh, a lot of times I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> but you know, with any experimentation, there's. I say there's never uh, there's never a bad experiment, but uh, you know you get results sometimes that you're disappointed with, <laughs> and you learn, <laughs> and you learn. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of that trial and error. Have you had any like just things that stick out in your head and they're just oh my god that was never I'm never going to try that again? Well, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know there's because there's a whole process behind everything, and one little tweak in the process can throw you completely into a a horrible situation of course i mean you're is it just you or do, do you and your wife both help with the whiskey or are you just the scientist down there in the laboratory uh I, i'm the scientist down in the laboratory okay yeah it's are you trying to get your sons to get involved or a little bit my uh my, my older son uh actually he he liked doing the the laboratory stuff and all that uh and you know we hit since we, since we had started before we did this process, we we actually tried growing the uh, cannabis when it became legal for the because uh, the the hemp side became legal. So we got our permits and did that. And while he was in he was in twelfth grade, and uh, he he liked it so much that uh, uh, he wanted to go to college and study plants. <laughs> so he did that, and then and then uh, and now he's working uh, down in a. Uh, uh, facility for uh, extracting uh, the cannabis stuff for a, uh, you know, for medical, right, medical marijuana and all that. Well, that's so, fun. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, so he comes up and tells me everything he's learned down there working in the laboratories, and, <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, may maybe that would be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's always nice. Very cool. Very cool. Well, so tell me about the craft. Tell me tell me about. Your process, what what maybe what puts you what makes you different than the than the big boys or than some you know distillery down the road? What what makes Cure Farm unique? Well, uh, what makes us unique? Wow, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's not a lot that's uh, that's definitely run of the mill. That's for sure. <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, first of all, it's uh, we're here in an old an old barn mm -hmm. and it's a, it's a really nice old barn, which is quite unique. And I do, I do small batches 
I don't know how many distilleries really do small batches. Yeah. We only sell our product here. Right. Uh, that's probably pretty unique. Yeah, I was going to ask, are you, is that a goal down the road to get into, I don't know, Pennsylvania's got weird laws, so. Yeah, I'd like to try a few things down the road. Get into some local shops or. Yeah, maybe. You know, you have to have just the right products to do that. Right. So, we'll gotcha. see. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that, I mean, that furthers the idea that you're community driven. I mean, you have people, I'm sure you have people who stop by and then stop through like me who don't live here, but you probably yeah. have people who live here and you know, you're, I'm sure you love that, 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 that community aspect of it is probably, I mean, it would get me out of bed in the morning. I'm sure it does the same thing for you. You have this, oh, yeah. this baby that you created and people have responded to it. Yeah. People love it. They love coming out. Um, we've got, we've got a lot of people that are seasonal. Sure. Uh, they, 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 um, run away for the winter, but we stay real busy in the winter too. But uh, yeah, it brings people together. We've had so many people just, uh, it's its a great aspect that, you know, they come together and we have people that have been neighbors forever and uh, they meet here and they become best friends and they're just <laughs> thrilled about it. Yeah. So, you know, its it's uh, that's what makes uh, a place like this really great is just the, uh, it brings together the community. Right. And uh, like a, the FFA has meetings here. Oh, wow. On a regular basis. Very so, cool. But yeah, it's uh, overall, I think it's good for the, good for the community. So I know you're on a farm um, and you're, you're not getting, are you getting your grains from your own farm or how, how's that go? Well, I have uh, um, some, some of my neighbors, you know, I don't have time to grow the grain. So, yeah. So um, some of my neighbors bring, uh, bring grain. They're, they're always proud of their grain that they make. So they bring They want me to make whiskey out of it. So, so <laughs> I do. That's awesome. Hey, try this. <laughs> I do it. Yep. They grow it and I say, all right, I'll try it. And I've been very pleasantly surprised from, from a lot of that. Um, for the most part though, I get my corn, uh, you know, from the feed, uh, the feed store. Uh, but I also have farmers that bring me their corn, want me to make something out of it. Of course. Yeah. That's cool. And they always want to see how it turned out you know? <laughs> well hey that, that's a that's a pretty good relationship you know, yep. hey, here's some corn i'll give me a bottle <laughs> yep yep <laughs> um so let's talk about the product i mean we we have a couple samples here and uh so why don't you walk me through what we have and uh tell me about it all right we have our uh, uh this is called our wood-fired whiskey okay now um it's uh it's about 14 to 16 months aged in the barrel and uh you know 15 gallon barrels right uh and so they they really they work work pretty well in a year yeah usually the smaller barrels it's less surface area age a little faster yeah is the traditional sense um very sweet on the nose and what's the mat what's the mash on this is just all corn that is 100 percent corn 100 percent corn yep i use uh, a little bit of barley just to, you know the malted barley to 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 uh Break down the starches. Mm -hmm. And what's the proof on that? That one is uh, 100 proof. 100 proof. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that's that's good. Um, first off, <laughs> but it, I've had so many corn whiskeys. Yeah. And corn is corn, but yeah. there's so many different flavors in every different whiskey I've had that the corn, like corn whiskey, doesn't just mean same flavor for everybody. Right. This is different from the next corn whiskey from the next corn whiskey. Yeah. And I can't place it, but that's very different. There's, there's a lot of variables that make huge differences. Yeah. That's part of the fun. Yep. 
Because now your next batch of the same thing will not be the same either. Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, but wow. So was that, how did you, how did, did you find, was it more of a uh, trial and error getting to that point before you put it in a bottle or was it a, did you find a, 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 a happy medium with the aging process with the barrel? How much of that was a learned experience for you? Did you, are you still learning? I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> As yeah. we all are. Yeah. Definitely still learning. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, uh, there was a lot of trial and error. Um, just even just getting the, uh, a process that worked. Sure. I found that the most difficult thing was more of the process than the recipe. Uh, but uh, yeah, once I figured out a process that worked, um, uh, yeah, then that, of course, you know, uh, to get the good flavor, the, to get it to taste good, it, it took, it took a lot of practice. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we, uh, yeah, and then I put it in the barrels and, uh, uh, I learned a lot from that too, you know, uh, the, uh, there was a point where, you know, the, my barrels were, they were aging and, uh, I was, I taste, I tasted them about every week, you know, to see sure. the changes. And, and there was a point where it just made me quiver. It tasted so bad. And I'm <laughs> like, wow, this is all garbage. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, I let it let it keep going, and uh, and then I tasted it another day. And I'm like, you know, a few months later, I'm like, wow, yeah, this is beautiful. Uh, I was so relieved. <laughs> <laughs> let it give that give it a chance to mellow out and and round out with the wood sugars and yeah. know, interact with the barrel a little bit. It seems that like every time there's a point where it just tastes bad in the barrel. Yeah, but you just gotta let it go, and and it it uh, it works itself out. Well, yeah, for sure. And how are you sourcing your barrel? I'm, I'm sure it's a small operation. So are you, are you just getting what you can get or is it, are you sticking to 15 gallon or what's uh, the... For the main, for, for most of all, yeah, I, I get the new 15 gallon barrels. Uh, and, uh, I, I did, I did get a couple used Jim Beam barrels to see how they're going to work out and, you know, we'll see. Yeah. And, uh, I was also thinking maybe, uh, um, like the old Jim Beam barrels and whatnot, I could actually might be pretty simple to tear them apart and uh, sand them down and rechar them. Mm. Possibility, I may attempt yeah. that. You know, another experiment. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I would think that could work. Yeah, you have to be careful though. If you sand it too far, you might not. You know, might not have a sealed barrel. Right. You'd have to. Uh-huh. It's worth a try. Yeah, worth a try. <laughs> are you char? Are you self charring the uh, fifteen gallon? No, no. You just order them how you want them. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Um, no, I'm always interested in hearing different experiments that are happening. I mean, it's also, also the trial and error. You also learn from that. Like, I, I mean, how long did it take you before you were confident to put that in a bottle? Or did you have friends that came and said, "Okay, let's try this. Try this. What do you think? What do you think?" Or was it? Yeah, yeah, I had I had my friends all come over and and uh, yeah, I was pretty shocked at their at their because they were shocked at how <laughs> good it tastes. Yeah, uh, yeah, they were absolutely shocked, and um, of course, I was shocked at their shockness <laughs> <laughs> that they all loved it so much. <laughs> Is it, I mean, you you did this, you started this. I shouldn't say a year ago, but you you've you've you know, you're new to the game and is it, is it easier or more complex than you thought it would be? You know, I never think ahead. 
but as far as <laughs> as far as uh worrying about how things are going to turn out um uh, it's just something i don't do i guess yeah and so i never i never really have an expectation i just kind of work through it and see what happens sure i think people have this perception that you know whiskey making is this big daunting operation that requires all this knowledge and chemistry and yada 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 and really i mean just basic fermentation and distilling is pretty simple um but you know you're doing it in a large scale to bottle things and sell your your hands are on the bottle at all times you're there with the product you're putting in the yeast you're making the product and i, I think people love to hear that story and come in here and you know talk to sam and say hey man how's it going right what did you make oh right. this is great um and uh i don't know i think the market there's something special about little places like this that the market is starting to love that you know it's it's, it's you in your basement making some great whiskey yeah and i mean there's a lot of great whiskeys out there i mean jim beam's good but it's 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 not it, there's i think the story is what sells it mm-hmm. that's what i that's why i love about this so but i mean for 100 percent corn whiskey that, that that i just had that was uh it's different in a good way that's very very sweet and i'm curious because you're the first person i've talked to who's, who's just using feed corn from the from the feed store really and it's just corn yeah, corn is corn. corn is corn. Yeah, I, there's a lot of places that source, you know, special corn, or you know, they go to right. their local farm and get their they get their bloody butcher, or they get their the white corn, or whatever. Um, so I'm I'm curious. There's something to that because I'm I'm sure that's the that's a cheaper option, definitely much more readily available. I wonder if that corn though is that if there's more of a I don't know a different palate for that corn. I'm not sure. Um, you know, I've I've heard that uh, different varieties of corn will bring out dramatically different flavors actually um that's definitely something i'm going to try in the future sure sure. uh it's just a matter of finding somebody to grow it for me right (laughs) (laughs) you got a big yard (laughs) right right yeah if only i had time right (laughs) this business does take up a lot of time i was going to say that's step two (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay what's next what's uh what's this one now that one is my whiskey uh, uh bourbon whiskey 110 Okay. Uh, that was that was aged. Um, I don't know, a couple months, a few months more than the one you just had, and uh, that one. What makes that one special is it's uh, it's barrel proof. So it's, that's why it's called one ten. One ten. Yeah, because it came out of the, it was one ten when it finished. Uh, I put it right in the bottle, mm-hmm. and it's. I found that when you do it that way, it it really preserves uh so many more flavors than than when you proof it down yeah is it the same juice that is in it's uh you know it's a completely different batch and all yeah uh it's the same recipe okay yeah wow yeah so that's still 100 percent corn yep that's so different yeah i prefer a higher proof especially because it holds up in a cocktail a little bit better right um but that uh <laughs> which yeah. one which one do you prefer oh, of course i like the 110 i mean anything <laughs> anything it's uh straight out of the barrel uh without proof in it is is just i'm finding is always better yeah you, you get uh more of the the lighter the lighter notes yeah. that you, you don't get uh, for some reason it, it, it erases some of the flavors when you proof it down and that doesn't drink like 110 proof i've had 110 proofs that are hot yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's a smooth one. Yes, it is. That's dangerous. <laughs> yes, that'll knock your socks off. You gotta be careful with it. <laughs> Very cool. Um, all right, and the next up, and next we have uh, the rye. Oh, yep, the batch of rye. Okay. Um, yeah, that was that was fun. A fun uh, fun one to do. And this is what one hundred percent rye. That is one hundred percent rye. Yes. Wow. And that, I remember correctly, I think, I think we only aged that three months. And three months. Yeah. Well, I can tell it's a little lighter in color. Yeah. And I've heard with rye, and I don't. I'm not going to speak from any experience. I don't. I don't do this. But I'm talking to people who do. I've heard that rye is able to hold up better as a younger spirit than oh. a whiskey or a bourbon. Well, that would explain why it came out nice then. Yeah, I saw I was obviously rise of whiskey, but I'm I, someone I'm a friend who I was talking to, but they they were explaining how you can you can have a younger rye that's not offensive and and and, and versus a uh, just an American whiskey or a, a yeah. single malt or a bourbon that comes out sometimes kind of too hot. It needs more of that flavor to work with the caramel and vanilla flavors that are in bourbon itself. But for whatever reason, the rye grain. Um, and that flavor that it has, it can be younger and not be so proof heavy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I recently, uh, distilled a batch of oat. Oh yeah. And that doesn't taste like I really will have to age it very long. No. <laughs> the, the oat, is, the oat is turning out really well. How, how long has it been in there? Uh, in the barrel? Yes. Uh, maybe a month. A month. And it's yeah. 100% malted oat? Yes. Oh, yes. I, I malted the oats because wow. a local farmer said, hey, <laughs> I want you to turn this into whiskey. And he gave me his oats. And, and so I was, I was thinking, um, why not uh, malt them? So. Was that, was that a pain in the ass, malting the oats? Yeah, it was a, it was a real pain <laughs> in the butt. Um, yeah, I'm debating whether I want to do it again, but the product did turnout so so nice uh it doesn't taste like it really needs to be in the barrel at all really yeah so um yeah i don't know we'll see yeah i put some in the barrel and i have some left out and we'll see how it it uh flies do you see that as like a like a special release kind of thing like yeah i think so yeah I think, you know, when you put it in the barrel, it always uh, good. It always comes out really good. So I'm, I'm thinking uh, after a year, I'll have a special release party for that one just because it's probably going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see too many oat whiskeys, let alone malted oat whiskeys. So right. that might be, right. have you thought about entering, like go, putting your stuff out there and, and, and like a spirits competition or submitting any kind of entry or information because it might be kind of a, a fun thing to do for a small place like this in northern pennsylvania to say yeah. hey i'm making a a malted oat whiskey it's aged for a year in a, in a 15 gallon barrel yeah. try it and they might knock their socks off yeah that'd definitely be a that'd be a good idea yeah get your name out there yeah absolutely I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to help you with this but <laughs> <laughs> um matt rye is phenomenal that uh a lot of ryes are, you know, especially 100% ryes, sometimes they get spicy just to be too spicy. A rye is a spicy, yeah. pe peppery flavored that 
most people who are uninitiated whiskey don't really know how to differentiate between the the alcohol burn and the rye spice um but that doesn't have any effect at all that is that's just tastes like a good smooth sweet rye yeah yeah i have uh, a lot of people that come in they say they tell me oh we can't stand rye i said well <laughs> you haven't had my rye yeah, so give it a little taste and they're, they go wow yeah, yeah it, uh, it does not uh it's mm. it it doesn't offend them like uh most rye's yeah so uh, of the three that you have here i know we have a a, a non-whiskey one to try next but um, which one's your baby? Which one's, which one do you intend to keep on your shelf for the rest of time? This is what I will make all the time. It is my favorite. It is my go-to. My customers love it. It's what I want to be known for. What's your creme de la creme? Creme du de la creme. <laughs> uh, boy, the, uh, well, I'm, I'm definitely going to stick with, uh, making corn whiskey. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's good. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. traditional. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, you never know. I I might pick up another uh, absolute favorite and start uh, going with that. You just just never know. You might be malting oats for the rest of your life. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about doing barley, like more barley or uh, a weeded whiskey? I'm sure you got all the plans in your head that you want to do. Well, actually, I just try one thing at a time. I was going to say, <laughs> with, with time and money and time. <laughs> yeah. Whatever uh, opportunity uh, fl flows in, uh, I'll, I'll go with it and see what happens. Is there anything that you like you you have on your mind that you really want to like it's before you, you know, you move on or retire or whatever you you want to try this new thing you you you've you've had an awesome weeded whiskey you want to try it in port wine barrels is there anything that sticks out in your brain that's like I want to do that any fun processes yeah yeah I don't, I don't know <laughs> that's fine <laughs> try it all I guess <laughs> whatever ideas come my way I'll definitely uh, try them well, like you said one at a time I love it yeah one hey, hey that, I mean you have the freedom to do that yeah. Yeah. That's that's the cool thing. You we could wake up one morning and be like, you know what, I'm gonna put that in this, and I'm gonna see what it does. Yep, that's exactly right. I'm sure you do that a lot. I've, <laughs> I've done that tons. Yeah, and uh, yeah, keep going with it because it's it's always exciting. Yeah, seeing yeah. how things turn out. That's so cool. Um, all right, what's what's this what's this non whiskey one we got here? Oh, that is the uh, we call it the jalapeno ginger vodka. Now okay. that that is uh well like the name says it's ginger and jalapeno is it like an infusion uh yes that is uh infused now that oh i don't like to drink it straight it's a little much that's great a cocktail though oh yeah it makes the best cocktails ever that how see i'm not i'm not the biggest jalapeno person um i don't mind spicy but for flavor wise jalapenos to me have never been that my cup of tea um, but that's not overpoweringly jalapeno. Right. And I do that on purpose because everybody is first thing they, they, uh, worry about is, oh, that's going to be way too spicy. Yeah. So I'm easy on the jalapeno, just enough to give it uh, a little flavor and a tiny little kick. Yeah. Uh, but not enough to, uh, 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 scare anybody. Uh, <laughs> in fact, they're, they're very scared to try it. And after they do try it, it's, uh, they're like, wow, this is perfect. <laughs> so, yeah no that's good i could you're right i wouldn't i probably wouldn't order this straight ever but i would put this on a kind of cocktail or in some kind of uh yeah i think you were saying earlier bloody mary would be perfect yeah yeah and then the mules yeah there yeah. you go mm. 
So you got whiskeys and you got vodkas. Do you do anything else? Oh, uh, yeah, we have lots of lots of uh, liqueurs. Uh, but the uh, the main thing is, you know, my my wife is an excellent. Uh, uh, she's excellent with the cocktails. She mm. makes the best cocktails. Mixologist. She, yeah, she's very good. She's a nurse by day and a mixologist by evening. So <laughs> that's a good gig. With, with her two jobs, she she doesn't get any time off, but uh, that's what she likes. So. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. What is your favorite thing to make with your own stuff? Is it is it like a Manhattan? Is it old fashioned? What's uh what's your go to? You know, every one of them have been my favorite. I have a whole big list up on the board in here. Yeah, and uh, they're all my favorite for about a month, and then I move to the next one. <laughs> And then my wife comes up with something else and, uh, yeah, I still haven't run out of having a new favorite every month. That's awesome. And they are my absolute favorites for, for about a month and then I, and then I switch it up. We're the same that way. <laughs> I think I switch off between Manhattan and Old Fashioned, Manhattan Old Fashioned. And nice. Then I'll have a Negroni. <laughs> Manhattan Old Fashioned, Manhattan Old Fashioned. Um, no, that's great. Um. So what, 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 what do you think the future holds? What's the, you're a, you're a year into this. You have a bunch of, uh, you know, products that people around here, I'm sure are familiar with your clientele that have been here. What's the, what's the five, what do you, what do you see yourself doing in five years? You think it's going to be, uh, more of the same, you're going to do more experiments, play around more. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to experiment more. We'll play around, we'll try different things. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking, you know, within five years, uh, my wife hopes to have, be only doing this instead of nursing. She wants to retire <laughs> from that. Yeah, I just never know. Um, it could could be just just more of this. Uh, we're pretty happy with this. Yeah, and we'll see. That well, hey, nothing <laughs> wrong with that. I mean, yeah. like I said, I, I think what 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 really drew me to coming here, just based on what I saw online, and especially your lack of presence online, which is not a bad thing, <laughs> is, is your ragtag. You're doing this by the seat of your pants and having a good time doing it, yeah. and you're making good product. And I think that's, we were talking a little bit before uh, in a, a different context about how much making good product matters because there's a lot of places that can just throw all the money and have the nice fancy place and, you know, rent the nice big space downtown and have a beautiful, you know, whatever, but their product might not be as good. Right. And I think you are, I can tell you're enthusiastic about doing it and, and you enjoy making a good thing that tastes good and sells good. Yep. And yep. the community that it's involved with, the impact. I'm sure you have a lot of regulars who come in and say, oh yeah, that's so good. Never stop making that. Yep. Yep. Definitely do. And they'll keep you in business. <laughs> yes. There's nothing like, um, having your own business yeah. for starters. And the, uh, things you can do are endless. So it's, it, the limit is your imagination, which makes it fantastic. Well, I like that in whiskey. <laughs> there's no limit of whiskey <laughs> yep there's lots of room for imagining so that's like i did i did get some jim beam barrels and i'm trying those see what happens with oh, those. okay so that's my first use of uh already used barrels sure sure i i have experimented with uh you know i, I cut uh, i cut up some uh, uh oak off my own property and uh cut it into boards and cut them up and uh burned them and tried pre-soaking them before i put them in a barrel and in that and i seem to be having really good luck with that just let them float inside the yep that's pretty cool <clears throat> yep and then <laughs> it yeah and then it, the barrel there's nothing like the barrel though for for really finishing them to make them give it that final really good taste yeah 
That's cool. So, you know, there's always something. Just yeah. d- depends on on the day what I'm thinking about. <laughs> well, I am curious, and I encourage you to try it down the road. Uh, and I, I know it's, it's, a, it's a pain in the butt to, to do, but uh, uh, 100% malted barley, single malt. 100% malted. Okay. You're going to get a lot of chocolatey flavors on that. And I love a single oh. malt. It's, oh, my God, malted barley is so good. And I bet uh, with your small little small batches in a, in a 15 gallon barrel even yeah. 30 gallon barrel even you're it's gonna it's gonna come off great yeah it sounds tasty yeah yeah salted so, barley is so good yes so just i mean it, you hit me up <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> but no i will say so you you have some great stuff and you're, you're doing a great thing here it's a you know it's a it's a really cool small craft operation small business right you and your wife doing this awesome thing and uh i mean kudos to you to getting after it because not a lot of people can you know take the time or take the take the leap of faith and just start making whiskey and start selling it so and especially in a, in their awesome old 1890s barn i mean how yeah, cool of yeah. an aesthetic do you have yeah the atmosphere is 100 percent of it <laughs> right right yeah we we uh we're trying to decide whether we should do it uh open up or turn our garage into the distillery or <laughs> this up here but of course this one yeah uh and we're really glad we picked it uh you know it's it's got its tough points uh it would have definitely been easier to start from scratch. Oh, sure. That's for sure. But, but um, then that means your blood, sweat, and tears wouldn't be here. Right, exactly. Yeah. This is this is uh, history right here. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And I, I think that adds to the quality of the whiskey, whether yeah. that's, you know, bias in my brain or <laughs> it's in the right, air. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Sam, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh, I'll be back because I'm up here quite a bit, but uh, I'm definitely going to bring some whiskey back home for my, my friends to try because this is, I love this. I love what you're doing here and uh, it's good stuff. It really is. Well, great. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. It's uh, been a pleasure talking to you and meeting you and giving all the ideas I've been getting from you. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I expect royalty checks in the mail. <laughs> right on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, no, it's been a pleasure. So uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd appreciate it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The more reviews, the easier we are to find. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow us on social media so you never miss any of our updates. Be sure to share this episode with your friends and always be sure to drink responsibly. There are quite literally thousands of distilleries, so we're just getting started. Stay tuned for more conversations with master distillers, distillery owners, mixologists, and even bar owners, and more. Cheers. Cheers.